Hey guys, I'm Chris. And I'm Mike. And welcome back to this week's No Limits, the Thriller Podcast. What's going on this week, Mike? Hey, I guess you could say I'm just chilling with Chris Howdy this week. Just chilling. Are, are you done for the summer? No, we're getting close. Uh, this week, finish up, and then three days next week, and done by next Thursday. Probably about the time people are here in this podcast. So, yes. So, yes, I am on summer break then. Looking forward to Yeah, so you're just chilling with some Haley Chill. Nice to have some Haley Chill back in our life. Although, we're, we're going to get into this novel. It's uh, interesting. I'll say that to start out with. There's things I yeah, like about it. Let's just say there's things I like about it. There's things I like about it, too. Uh, I think when we were texting while reading the book, the stars will align in terms of the the scenes that we liked. But uh, the inverse, I think, is also going to be true, that there were parts <laughs> that maybe weren't doing it for us. And then I'm hoping by the end of this conversation, we can have just a quick riff on what we kind of want in a Haley Chill novel. Mm, that's a good idea. Yeah, we're nobody to speak on that, right? And an author's craft is the author's craft, as the children say, let them cook. But, uh, you know, sometimes you need a sous chef. And and so uh, I kind of want to toss out there just a, a brainstorm of what, what you and I want to see in the series, what it, maybe some of the fans like, and, and kind of going back to the early days of what made Deep State and Savage Road, you know, hit so hard. I, I think there was mm-hmm. a voice there that really worked. And I just wonder how far removed the last two books have felt from that. But I'm sure that's something we'll we'll get into as we go through this one. Not to be too negative. I'm going to find the positive too. Yeah, no, and I guess, you know, I guess we should say we're, we're covering Chris Howdy's late, latest novel, The Devil You Know, came out early June, mid-May. It's been a couple weeks, right? Yeah. This is the fourth book um, in the Chill series. It and there's also a novella, Insurrection Day, which I, we both of us really liked. And yeah, I guess maybe if you want to like give us a recap of like where we are when we start out this novel, like where did rise Stor- so Storm Rising was the last one. Yeah, another interesting novel. I think that you know, kind of a mixed bag, like things we liked, things we didn't like. Like the this, the concept of that story was interesting. You know, like this new civil war essentially, like with the uh, yeah. uh, you know people in the military taking over or wanting to take over. Um, but yeah, like uh, we're at a pretty monumental event in like Chill's life, you know, with, I yeah. guess she just had a miscarriage, right? At the very end of the novel. And I, I don't know, the, the maybe, maybe, maybe you agree with me or not, but, you know, some of these authors do a pretty good job recapping their previous book, like early on and like often, but, but it's not like too, it's not like too overbearing, you know, just enough to wet your beak fill you right. in. And I, I felt like a f- couple things were just missing from, yeah. you know, that aspect early on. Yeah. I think though, that's the biggest through line connecting the last book to this one and to see Haley in a dark place, I think felt natural the way that book ended. I, a little maybe jarring that she turned to the bottle so easily. And I, I don't yeah. remember that many hints of that being an issue for her. I remember, you know, where she grew up, there were a lot of deep rooted issues in the culture. And so no doubt things like alcoholism, she could be susceptible to, but it kind of just jumps a little too quickly into where she spiraled. So I'm glad it picks up with the effects of her. She's been uh, essentially telling Publius I'm out. It had such a profound effect on her personal life and the family she may have been starting. And she lost the baby due to a fight, right? Like doing her job. It was like this conflict in the last book of her doing her job for Publius meant that she wasn't able to live this healthy family lifestyle that possibly, I wouldn't say she wanted, but that she was growing to be open to. Yeah, because she was toying with like, uh, you know, getting rid of the the baby the entire book, right? Right. And that was gripping. We liked that in the last book because it felt Mm -hmm. real. She felt human, that she has issues. And I think eventually she was coming around to keeping the baby and the fact that being part of Publius is what blocked her from fulfilling that, I think was a very gripping storyline that I was kind of glad to see the consequences of here. The the alcoholism stuff was like, 
I guess it, it was kind of hard to read. Not not in the sense of like the well-crafted. It just like made me cringe a little bit because I'm not used to yeah. seeing her in this element and being, you know, having these blackouts. And I'm, you know, the whole scene, like when early on when she's in the bar and she gets in a fight or she first makes out with a guy who's rude to her and then gets in a fight with his girlfriend and him. <laughs> and I will have to bring it back. Like, I love the howdyisms. Like the whole finding out like the future immediately. I'm a big fan of those. Like come to find out that yes. like this guy that on to be like, like something successful. Runs for Congress. Yeah, run for, runs for Congress essentially because he hits rock bottom from opioid addiction and then builds himself yeah. back up because he dislocated his knee because of Haley Chill is, is just so funny and it's 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 a cool thing to read. But I, I could see those scenes earlier on in like Deeper State or whatever, but she's in full control, not letting the alcohol control the situation and letting her go too far. You know what I mean? It's kind of like yeah. sloppy, badass, chill. You know, like it's not, not, not even badass, just sloppy, chill instead of badass, chill. Yeah. I, and I don't want to make comparisons here, but bringing up the bar scene – especially a bar fight with a guy really makes me think of Connor Sullivan sleeping bear. And <clears throat> that had a very yeah, memorable yeah. bar scene, which carried through that everyone in that scene had an important role to play, even if you didn't know it later on in the plot. And I felt like the bar scene was really well incorporated there where here it's, it's basically just a vehicle to show us where Haley is in a bad place. Right. Like, you know, it's just kind of, we're going to set the stage to tell you this is happening. You know, it's it's kind of a tell you instead of show you. And I'm kind of just being told we have to have a bar scene to show she's in a bad place. She's spiraling. She's with this guy. She's a mess. I don't know if it, it came through. And, and another comparison I'll draw is Scott Harveth. I mean, there was a point in Brad Thor, you would probably be able to put your finger on the book. But he went into a, a bit of a drinking spiral and he was at a bar and it was some assassin was following him. It, it might have been a recent one, like Black Ice, it, quite possibly. It, it's it's post um Yeah, it's Black Ice because it's post like him losing Lara, right? And this by and the old man. Yeah, exactly. And and I thought that was handled real well. So just I don't know if it's very beneficial to compare the two, but if we're gonna do those kinds of storylines, I've seen it done better elsewhere or that had me more invested elsewhere i mean i like Haley a whole lot but same thing like her squeezing the rock right like that's a hallmark of Haley chill when she's she ready break to the fight. skin blood has been drawn and she couldn't do it here and i thought that was really cool so i like that was really cool i like the Haley moments like that are her voice and chris howdy's voice and like what makes this series unique you know what makes this series shine like another one is andrew wild and publius like i almost am at a point where i want to see the curtain pulled back on publius a little bit more i want to see other operatives i want to interact with them and instead what we replace that with is what i would say an over reliance on the april woo as a ghost unfortunately i felt that device was a little overused I really liked it, the last book, and maybe even Savage Road at the end, possibly, if I recall. Well, because Savage Road is essentially like uh, like The Sixth Sense, right? Like half of the book, exactly. you didn't realize that she's dead. Yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. So I, I really was invested in that. Maybe a little too drawn out here. I don't know if you agree with that. Well, I wanted to ask you, it, it's kind of changed this novel because they, he's essentially given April Wu more powers. Like yeah. She predicts the future. She's able to predict the future. She's able to, like, she knows things before Haley knows them. But it is, I wanted to ask, is that, is that just like new leveling up or new abilities that Howdy's decided to give to her? Or is it actually like in Haley's mind, she already knew these things and we, we just didn't know them as a reader? Oh, that's, and she's cool, like, project, she's, she's projecting them on into her, into right. like April Wu's mind. Because she is very perceptive and analytical and with her eidetic memory. Okay, okay, that works for me. I guess you're right. I, I read it in the moment as we're just going to go towards this like supernatural of like the universe. The cosmic energy is going to align to put you in the right place and tell you these things. But you're right in that it might be her own intelligence, her own analytical thinking skills leading her there. It's just that she's using her dead friend as the 
the kind of the catalyst to to get right. her to the conclusion, which she already knows in her own mind. Okay. Right. I think I like that reading more. It just I didn't get it on first read. Maybe yeah, that's it's, me, but it's literally something that I thought of as I was like gonna ask you the question. Because I initially thought the exact same thing. Just this like, all right, we're gonna make her like a full time ghost, you know, like like a real ghost instead of just a figment of Haley's imagination, you know, like a, like yeah. a ghost that has powers that can can do, can do things in the afterlife. It felt that way. I was like, all right, that's an interesting shift. Yeah, I, I will agree with you on Publius. I would I like a little bit more. Like, I want a little, maybe a little bit more. Like Andrew, while he's he's an interesting character to me. Like, yes, we we even get like touch points about how he feels like a father to Chill, like uh, the the yes. daughter he'll never have. That felt a little bit unearned i don't know because just because the amount of time we've i mean we've spent with him i I guess it makes sense but yeah and obviously like some of the cool things scenes i think about from previous novels was her interacting with that famous ex-president you know that that likes her so much yes and even like there's she doesn't she interact with another ex-justice like 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 that's they have like supreme court justice was uh on on an ex-senator right at the shooting range. They're all shooting together. Right. They're all shooting together. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's people from all walks of life, all like across the aisle, you know, like it's, it's, it, that's what made Publius so cool to me was this, this is a political deeper state that was there to protect the constitution at, at all cost. So I don't know, I guess this is a kind of leading us to the plot and like the, what, what, how he's decided to, to go here. So we've had, you know, the first novel was a Russian mole as the president. The second one was, you know, with the whole NSA cybersecurity. I don't remember like actually what they were trying to do. They were take, trying to take down something, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, using the, uh, something about the NSA. And then the last one was all about the Civil War. Now we have, we're going to try to, it's essentially Purdue Pharma is going to try to uh, prevent the Supreme Court to come down on them by hiring Mexican drug cartels to knock off some centrist Supreme Court justices because I'm assuming that uh, oh, yeah, I guess, I guess they, he mentions that POTUS would be would elect people who are ideological similar to the ones that they want. Uh, it's a pretty pretty bold plot, you know. What what did you like? I essentially just spoiled the book in like a minute, but. <laughs> You know, what What do you think about that? Minus the kidnapping stuff, you you pretty much covered everything there is. Oh yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna like we're, we're gonna kidnap in order to get people to force people to do it. And and I kind of like how the kidnapping comes together. Like Haley kind of tells Publius, "I'm gonna go do this other thing to kind of save these children." Meanwhile, but Shaw is caught up in that, and Shaw is Justice Fisher's uh, chief of security. So I, I think the two plots intertwine pretty nicely and, and that was satisfying overall I, i'm pretty excited to see a supreme court book i almost yeah we didn't have any scene in dc and when no. we get to judge a judge a cover by the book i mean the supreme court steps and columns play a very central role in this cover i almost wish we could have seen justice fisher doing her job because she's on hawaii her vacation house the whole time because she's getting married and she's uh, honeymooning. But I, I kind of would have liked a little bit more Washington intrigue. I, I think, again, that's another strength of Chris Howdy. His Washington scenes have always been great. I'm thinking the fight in GW, in the deli, in the bathroom stall, uh, going off the key bridge in book number one. Right, I think his right. DC scenes have been fantastic. And, and I can't think of too many here, which – to me is disappointing in that I want a Supreme Court book. How much action in a thriller takes place in the Supreme Court chambers or or anywhere near the building? Like it's always the Capitol or the White House. I think there was a big opportunity there. And the other thing, security of justices, I mean, a very very hot button issue. If we're talking about a writer putting his finger or put getting the pulse of the nation, just look at how, you know, Protesters are being sent for political agendas, not to protest at the Supreme Court, but at a justice's home. And threats have been uncovered against justices and people literally showing up on the doorstep with guns. So I think very compelling to then add, what if the threat is on the inside? What if it's your 
security staff, you know, who are armed and right next to you 24-7, what if they're the ones that can be convinced to assassinate you? I, I think there's some really, really cool concepts there. And while I enjoyed it, I think some of the best scenes were between Shaw and Fisher, and that might have been the best part of the book. But it didn't last the whole time. Like there were some flashpoints where Shaw is about to shoot Fisher in the back of the head and Haley shows up in the house and Shaw turns his gun on her and they have the stare down behind the the justice's back. And then the plot to hide her, you know, to fake her death essentially and then hide her out. So I, I really love that angle and parts of it were awesome, but I just felt something was missing or there was an opportunity that, that was passed up. Yeah, so this this book in the beginning like really really had me going. Like the whole introduction with the first, it's not a marshal, but it's another. I guess it's a Supreme Court police, right? Yep. That goes and visit, and like you're like, why is this guy? You know, why is he sweating? Why is he talking about blood at his house? Like his kid, and, and then you know, you 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 then slowly start to piece it together that he's about to do something really bad, and you're just gripped, right? You know, you're like, well, what yeah, that's he, the prologue. He kill his. Yeah, did he kill his family? Did you know what's going on? And then as we build up and we learn that they're gonna use these children to manipulate Shaw and like his internal strife, like I thought that was done very well. And you know, like him talking to himself, like oh, he's gonna confide in his wife, like, no, he can't, like when he she probably should. And this the 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 phone thing was interesting, how like someone could get it get get it send you a text and then it disappears assassination by snapchat i was wondering like so if they can monitor his camera aren't they going to see that he's also using another phone to take pictures of that yeah but maybe I about but maybe the they too. weren't monitoring the camera because it, you know spoiler alert the very end we find out the freaking supreme court justice's newlywed is was in on the whole plot and he was feeding more information so maybe they just had this fancy you know, dis- like essentially Snapchat for texts, uh, but they didn't have the whole malware, you know, the, the the phone fully controlled. Because, I mean, that software does exist. That's what Pegasus is, like what the right, Israelis right. developed. So. I, w- I was wondering about the tech too, because I'm like, no doubt it's out there, but who has access to it? Who would give it to the cartels? Or maybe who is the cartel working with or paying to use it. Is it like a, I don't know, like a developing country's government who bought Pegasus or got it from the Israelis? And I know it like Ecuador apparently bought a copy. There exists copies out there. So, but still, I don't know. I think it left too many holes because I'm like, I, w- I got Shaw's torment and I, I agree. I like the scenes with his wife and his family and he's torn between telling them. I thought it got really human there, but I'm like, couldn't he come up with something or how's he going to get out of this jam? I wasn't fully bought into the fact that he couldn't tell anybody. I'm like, you could just tell people, hide your phone, talk to like nobody. Basically the the cartels didn't have a watcher on him 24 seven. As far as I know, I know they had informants, but there had to have been opportunities in his daily life where he could have, he could have involved somebody or told somebody. I I don't know if I was bought into the fact that he was so watched and so monitored that everything he did was was uh, calculated. I mean, he's definitely not because they were able to come up with that whole plot about the, you know, f- uh, faking the death. Because even though Lachlan is upstairs at the house, like he doesn't know about it, and right. because there's uh, unless Joe, no, but, but Joe like really thinks that he's worried about it that's why he comes to maui like to try to find this body joe this corporate security guy for you know a purdue pharma type, i forget the actual name is joe gunn i was confused by that too are gunn and joe the same person joe it's joe gunn that he's a corp corporate gotcha. head okay. of like head of security and so like that whole plot like this idea that there'd be someone working for a company and it's i don't know if you've watched the last season of ozark Nope. Uh, did you watch Ozark at all? Go ahead and spoiled it. I, I watched oh, the, okay. the pilot and then never got into it. Oh, okay. Anyways, so all right. Spoiler alert: If no one's watched Ozark, when someone plans to watch Ozark, jump jump forward a couple fifteen seconds. 
Right. So the whole, this whole series is about poppy fields. And so eventually the last season, they finally, the drug cartel, you know, he wants to get out in order to get out. He needs to get a lot of money. And so he starts supplying again, like a Purdue pharma type company with like they, they, they need heroin essentially in order to lace their, their drugs with fentanyl. Right. In in the series, there's this corporate head of security type who he's he's the go between. He's you know he is in the offices, but also in the Mexican drug cartel area. And like that was interesting. You can definitely tell that Howdy is uh, a cinemaphile of both TV and movies because the influence oh, yeah. on this book. You know, I'm getting Hawaii Five O. I mean, he even references the Fugitive, right? Like you know, you have that whole aspect yep. of it. You have like Ozark talking about that. You have Dope Sick. You know, I guess it's also he just likes to bring in touch points from the news headlines of, of the day and put it into his novels, which is cool. I like that stuff. So, Yeah, I think it's one of his strengths as well. I think that he does that really, really well. I mean, Insurrection Day is probably the best example of, of right, that. You exactly. can't get more current. That he wrote a January 6th book months later. Yeah. So I, I, I like that stuff. It was good. I do want to, and maybe this will go with the scorecard later, dig into the villains a bit more. Because you mentioned, you know, the big bad pulling the strings. But then we also have the guys downrange doing the dirty work. You know, Carranza, the Suarez brothers, Saturnino, which is a very interesting character uh, I want to parse apart. But before we get to the bad guys, I really like the scene you were talking about with the plan to fake Fisher's death as a way to buy them more time. That was probably my favorite part of the book. Would you say it was probably midway, just after midway through? Yeah, and I think I think it was the way it was written that had me not, – not, I shouldn't say confused, but intrigued because – and there was a couple times yeah. in this book, and I don't know, I can't remember specifically if this is like a, a howdyism, if, if it's happened before, but he'll like write something and then a hard cut to mm -hmm. like the next thing. Because like, right, like Haley says, she's the one who says Fisher must die. And then immediately we go to, yeah. you know, something else. And then all of a sudden she's like, oh, I'm going to go for a swim. Like. You know, there's you, you see, there's I got some interesting. It. Oh, you figured it out. So I think you're right. I, I think it's interesting, and I think it's a little bit of a risky play. But the moment Haley ended that chapter, because that was a very memorable, you know, cutscene chapter, she says, "You're right. Justice Fisher must die." I was like, "Oh, we like." I literally thought they have to make the cartel think. She's dead. I, I knew that was right. the play. So when they went swimming next scene, I was like, oh, here we go. Here we go. She's going to get this lost gonna swimming. Happen. They're going to hide around yeah. on an island or something. Yeah. So I could see if you don't get that, it would be kind of fun, actually, I would think, to learn that a little bit later. Yeah, my, but you, you're right. It's not going to sit with you. My first instinct was, wait, is is Haley Chill really going to kill the, the justice to like to save the kids? Like, Like, what's... You know, I mean, obviously she's going through like withdrawal right now. Like maybe she's, you know, not, not sane. Like I, I was, that was my first, my first read of it. And then when I realized what happened, I was like, oh, she was like being coy, right? Like the, yes, yes, we have to make him think. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was a cool plot. And I, I, I think, think it's playful. That I think that's a playful exposes device. the whole, that exposes the whole in this whole listening device technology thing because right, they say, keep your phone on you at all times. And they were truly monitoring it. Then, they would know. Like you would have to have. Oh, we just read about it in um in the last Jack Carnap. Remember when he's talking to uh, uh, Stowe? He takes his phone, her phone, puts it in the <laughs> into the bathroom, and plays turns music. on the water, and play, yeah. plays music, turns on the water. You know. Yep. And so I think maybe even just like a little bit of explanation, but I guess they were trying to. Yeah, that, he he wasn't trying to like give us the whole spiel then and there. So, but but that tradecraft kind of writing from Jack Carr, 
which you kind of get from a Vince Flynn, which definitely goes back even to the earlier Spy Master, you know, style writers. We don't I get think that comes through it. so much better. We don't get that here, right? We don't. It, I, yeah. So, well, I think that that's never been his. It's not something that he does really. You know, he he it's has true. a he has his, he has his own style. We've talked about it before. It's very staccato. He writes dialogue very well because he's just you know has a screenwriting background. You know, he likes to write those descriptions that tell us about people's futures. And I think like, you know, that's screenwriting 101, right? Like you, you put a little paragraph that no one ever sees that because it's yeah. just, it's put there to give it's like a director. Yeah. It's put there to give the actor, the director, anyone like context for, you know, like Sam looks knowingly off into the distance, contemplating their future. The fact that they're going to, you know, do, you know, it's just like, all right, this is, that's what it's, I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to, uh, convey this get in that my mind space. actions yeah. word. Yeah, exactly. But now since we're reading, we get to actually read it and it's cool. So. Yeah. 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 I, I think I definitely like that about Chris Howdy's style. I think here you see the fact that he does that almost sacrificing other things, which are the trade craft, you know, Haley's not a spy. And so, if she had some of those skills or other characters did, it'd be kind of cool. But no, they're just like security guards, right? They're they're Supreme Court security or the U.S. Marshals. It's just a different group of people. And so maybe I'm expecting the wrong thing, but I think some of that would be cool. And Haley does it. It's just maybe some of the other characters. I was wondering too. I was like, is Shaw eventually going to be in Publius? You know, like right, right. we almost are getting so invested in him. I could see him a book from now, two books from now, whatever, being brought into the fold of Publius somehow. But then I'm like, I don't really know if he's cut out for that kind of work. You know, he's not really the profile. So it's no, but he was a, kind of a couple things at odds. He was a solid, and maybe this can sort of turn us into the scorecard. He was a solid good guy, you know, someone yes, who comes yes, yes. in for a book. We understand his motivations. We get a peek into his life and then we move on. You know, like yes. I, I, those characters are essential to making good serialization novels, you know? Yeah, that's a that's a big positive. I will agree with you completely. I'm good to get into it because right there, you know, that's going to add a point or two alone because I did like Shaw. All right. What what about the action? How was the action for you? Kind of you know, light on action. Yeah. Yes, no. I mean, all right, we can. What, what sort of action scenes do we get? We get. The bar scene, the bar fight, but that's not much. Yeah, we get the... We, okay, uh, we know. get this weird cutaway to... I forget the purpose exactly. I think it was Gunn betting on <laughs> these two criminals. One chooses a blowtorch and oh, one chooses a chainsaw. That was a, a weird scene. I had to listen to that scene that, you know, did the audiobook. I had to listen to that chapter twice to, like, understand why we were here. And I think, like, the sole purpose of it is just to... I think... Audi was very interested with, you know, involving the Mexican drug cartel. I think like, you know, the fact that we got a chapter called like Saturnina's story and like Hector's story, like yep. all of like, we got the backstory. He was really intent on fully immersing us with the, with, you know, the drug cartel portion of this novel. Yeah. I think that was just another step in it is to explain these are not people to fuck with. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm going to get this Bitcoin you know, but I, I, I better not try to steal it. But he was going to try to steal it anyways. So, like, you know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It, it reminded me of Storm Rising where we had some boxing match or there was like a brawl on an army base. Like yeah. they, it was a, it they was a boxing just, match. They were just putting money on a boxing match between these people and Haley shows up. It kind of felt like let's do something similar to that, but in the Mexican drug cartel with weapons. And so, like, I just want to show, like, a blowtorch versus chainsaw and, like, let's see what happens. <laughs> okay, cool. Like, if I'm watching some sort of bizarre movie uh, that I can expect that from. But it was just so unexpected here. I don't know. It, it felt a little out of place. But but for action, I would say the best action, and it's more suspense than it is action, is the kidnapping. I, And maybe this goes to plot, but I liked Bodhi. If we're talking good guys. Right. I like the teenagers and and the girl. I forget Michaela or something. Mika. 
I, I she has like a Hawaiian name. Yeah. The Hawaiian name, right? I really liked the teenagers, especially one of my favorite things they did. And again, not quite action, but they put Bodie in this knife fight and he I think he gets slashed somewhere, but they're filming it. Oh, they they want to cut off the bus driver's ear. And they're filming all this to show to Shaw, like, look, we're not fucking around. So they pretend they're going to kill Bodie and then cut the camera before they actually do. But he's able to scratch the name of the beach he thinks they're at. He thinks because he knows the waves. That was cool. That was cool. He scratches it in the sand, and then as he rolls over in the video, they see it, and Shaw picks up on that that he wrote that there as a clue. So, you know, little suspenseful kind of action plays like that are really cool. Is there enough of an action set piece that drew me in a whole the lot? Biggest, and then the, the, end, the biggest is the end, right? Is, right. is the gunfight with the, the, the twins at the airport and, and then like the gunfight at this, like the trail, the trail with, with the windmill. And I will say like his setting description of Hawaii, like had me feeling like I was, I was kind of there. I don't know. I'm going to give him high points on setting. Like uh, I, I yeah, was kind yeah, of intrigued yeah. by, you know, the descriptions of, you know, this bomb shelter and where they're at and being in Hawaii, being in this very, you know, these various spots. It's obviously at Christmas time. We get like a brief description of like in D.C. or Virginia, like where the first justice is killed, you know, in the prologue. So, right. Yeah, but that I, I, I don't know. I'm going to I'm going to go light on action. I'm going to go like a seven, six, six and a half. Yeah, I was I was between the two. I went with the six just because even what I think is the capstone action sequence where the justice shoots the guy who's about to kill Haley at this trailhead while the Suarez brothers are shooting at the cops at the airport. It was all good, but was it super cool? I don't know. So I went with a six. It just fe- seemed very standard, very let's have a shootout in the woods. And it's very simple. Uh, so I went down to a six on action. Okay. What, about plot? The plot? what do you say for plot? I'm going to go like seven and a half. It's like a, a solid plot. Yeah. I, I think some things with the, the justice and faking her death was really cool. And I'm going to ding something on buy-in. So I'm not going to go too low on plot. I'll, I'll sit at the seven. Going to ding something on buy-in in a minute. But I think the kidnapping stuff in the plot too, I I did like. So take or leave the big pharma stuff. That's where I'm going to ding it on buy-in. The fact that. I don't believe, I mean, maybe I'm not even thinking that, you know, a big pharma is going to go as drastic enough to kill two sitting Supreme Court justices just to get a, a change in the ruling. Mm. Crazier things have happened. I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess like. Crazier things are happening pres- right now. There have been presidential assassinations. So I I, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just me being naive. But um, I don't know. What, what were you going to give her by so that was that's part of what I'm I'm gonna ding it on. Take or leave the big pharma stuff. I don't know if I buy kidnapping a bus's bus full of kids is gonna get the family friend of one of the kids to kill a Supreme Court justice. I just I didn't know if all the pieces were falling, but there was a if one of them was the father. If one of them was the father, I would believe that more. Right, right. He was basically like an uncle. You know, he just knew the kids in the community. Similar to like the first, how the first pol- police officer was the father, you know, like I I could believe that. Right. That that one I believed a little bit more. So a little bit of a stretch there. And I, and I don't know why it shaped up that way. But well, I think because if you take if you take Shaw's kids, you know, assuming that was a possibility, he's off the detail, you know, like he's not doing the job anymore. So I get why you couldn't do that. You know, that, that made sense because then Shaw wouldn't be in the game. You know, he'd he'd be out. Right. He'd be dealing with that. But no, the the big and I guess thing- the fact that everyone knows. Sorry, the fact that because Haley even says this. Well, it could be any of the people because this community is so tight. It could be any of the U.S. Marshals who are who are here because right. they all everyone knows each other. So yeah, I, I guess exactly. You know, I'm sort of contradicting myself there. But all right, what, what's your big glaring thing? Okay, the the big one is the coincidence when Haley is at the supermarket. And sees Saturnino, the Mexican blonde guy, with dry ice and coolers. And all of a sudden is like, he's harvesting body parts from kids who got kidnapped on a school bus. 
And I, I know that wasn't it. I know it wasn't that quick a jump. And we did get to hear her thinking out loud of how she put it together. But a little bit of a coincidence of this guy is here. He's raiding the pharmacy. She sees, she sees a gun. She sees a gun. Yeah. She sees a gun. She follows the guy. I don't know if seeing a gun is enough to go off mission. And I get a lot of people like Haley. They have the vibes. You know, they pass the vibe check. Like the hairs go up on your arm. Your spidey sense is tingling. That means something. And you're going to follow it. But just a bit of a stretch that this Saturnino character is right there stealing the drugs. Haley sees him with a gun, follows him in. And then later on, they're able to put together, oh, he's one of the kidnappers and there's a cooler for harvesting body parts. I'm like, ah, a bit of a stretch. I'm going a two on buy-in. Sorry. I I thought you could have done that a little bit better in the sense that she sees it. Shaw pulls her back and is like, you know, half the people have guns here. Let's get out of here. Exactly. Exactly. They leave. He continues to do the whole thing. He steals the medicine. And then... She, like somehow Shaw finds out that yeah the this guy random guy like stole this medicine and then because he knows the one kid has epilepsy they put it together exactly you know, like that's what I wanted that's what I wanted yeah in, instead of instead her, like, Haley is just like pieces yeah she put, literally solves everything like from running into one of the bad guys it was a little bit of a little bit of convenience you know opportunity yeah I'm gonna go two and a so, half. All right, what about the bad guys? The bad guys. Wasn't too bought in on this gun guy. We got Carranza. We got Lozano. We've got the Suarez brothers. Together, they're all right. And I do like the idea of taking a chapter to go through the backstory of each one of them. Saturnino from the beginning is just not in it. He really doesn't seem – there's no reason for me to believe He's going to be in with these guys this deep. I know we we got an explainer about it and why, but I don't know if it was enough to get me. And then when he's playing both sides or he has some empathy for the kids, I'm glad we see that. But I just don't know if it's it really defines the people who are running in these circles and doing those things. I thought it was a little unrealistic to have him thrown into the pot with guys as bad as the Suarez brothers, who one of them decapitated a dude with a steak knife like – I don't know. I just something about them all wasn't gelling for me. I I also got to go two out of five. I almost thought that he was going to be an undercover. We're going to find out that he was right, an actual good guy. Like instead of just like he became a good guy, but like an actual you know undercover cop. Like that would have been interesting. Yeah. So yeah, I I I think we just we didn't get we had too many. This is this is a problem we we bring up often. When you have too many bad guys vying for supremacy, you know, not, and you don't give, even though he gave them those interesting backstory chapters, it just didn't do enough for me. I'm, I'm, I'm agree with you with the two. So, yeah. Going low, going low, but I think good guys are going to be high. Uh, yeah. I, th- I think we got two really good categories left to talk about, and, and it's a good guys. You said it before. Shaw's a really believable character. I'm very glad we're in his shoes for, I would say, most of the chapters. I, I would yeah, say maybe. He's he, almost like he the main more, character. He gets more page time than Haley, quite possibly, So, or, or it's equal. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to get four and a half to the good guys. I, I liked them. And then the kids, yeah, no, like I said, a, Bodie and the other kids, I really liked them. Yeah, no, because the kids, I'll give it. I'll also give it a four and a half. I was going to go four, but I'll give it four and a half. Like the, 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 the kid storyline – and you know, even putting like the this dipshit bus driver who is a realist and like you know is is a chicken like <laughs> not having him be like the muscle the superhero guy like having him actually yeah. be like someone who you know it might actually do that if they were put in that situation um, right. you know it's some realism there and so yeah I enjoyed that yeah. he probably plays video games lives in his mom's basement kind of thing. He, they said he's like when he's not driving the bus, he's smoking weed. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you said you like the setting. You like the Hawaii stuff. I'm gonna agree with you. I'm gonna hit it up for. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna give it a four. I just wish we could have balanced four. it 
it's a solid four. I think, like I said, I wanted some more DC, balancing it out a little bit more with what's going on in the home front and politicking in the in the capital. But oh, I'm, I'm actually going to take away another half point from buy-in because I don't buy in the whole Lachlan, like essentially becoming soliciting the this this Supreme Court justice just to make money. I don't know. I just didn't I didn't buy that. We kind of like touched on it earlier, but the yeah, whole like then, big the big plot twist at the end was supposed to be that and I just it left me feeling weird. Like it didn't need that. Like he could have just died and then the story would have been just as good or just the same. I thought he might have been the one feeding information, tipping off the cartel and whatnot the whole time. I, I thought he was a little nefarious, but then we kind of flip to the justice talking about how she can't live without him and she loves him so much and she can yeah. never imagine a world without him. I'm like, this is out of left field. I've been getting the vibe the whole time that she kind of doesn't love him. It's almost going to be a marriage of convenience in some sense. And then she goes on some, you know, tirade about their love is so deep and what she'll do without him. And she feels so bad that he thinks she's dead. I was like, it felt a little forced. And I kind of was thinking he was bad anyway. So as far as howdy twists go, you know, that's a hallmark of the series, right? You're going to get a howdy twist. This one didn't land as hard. Yeah, definitely not as hard as finding out that the president is a Russian mole. That's that's for sure. No, I don't, I don't think anything's going to top that. You can't top Deep State. That that was the definition of a howdy twist done perfectly. And then Haley starts speaking Russian. It's like, damn. That was good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so you want to do cover or free space? Um, can we talk cover for a second? Yeah, let's do cover. It's I, I kind of like it. I Yeah, same. I like the layout. I like the marble white background. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to contradict Hawaiian myself. Sunset. You get the sunset. You get the palm trees. Definitely a Hawaiian vibe inside the letters. I almost wish the two were inverted. It, mm. In terms of judging a cover by the book, I don't think it would work as well stylistically. I think I love this cover for the style. But in terms of judge a cover by the book, I would love to see a Hawaii cover with the text being the marble white columns of the Supreme Court. Because to me, that's a much smaller part of the story, or at least a smaller part of the setting. And Hawaii is really where we're at. So Hawaii, a school bus, something like that, a beach, the waves, Bodhi surfing. I think I would have liked to see something like that as opposed to the Supreme Court dominating the cover. But then yeah. have a nod to the Supreme Court. Right. No, that's that's a, that's a good – you should uh, ask chat GPT to, to make that for you. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's a solid cover. I think, you know, it's not – it's it's like a three. It's perfect medium. You know, nothing nothing bad, nothing nothing great. Maybe three and a half. I don't know. Yeah, we've definitely seen, seen worse. We've seen we've seen worse. So we don't have another cover. So like, I feel like that's also bringing it down. You know, this right. I, that this this is the only thing standing right now. So sometimes a cover B or C could actually help if one of them is is really well. Yeah, covered. yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. All right, who's your, who's your winner? Which, what's your free space? In my winner, I talked about it. Uh, I'm going to go with that stretch of the book from the moment Haley says Justice Fisher must die, and then they hatch the plot to hide her all the way up through because I think it's like a three-chapter swing that just keeps you invested the whole time that ends with Bodhi and the knife fight and him revealing the location, the beach they think they're at. I just think that, I don't know, 50, 60-page stretch right in the middle – was so gripping and well done. If that could have been expanded the whole book, my score would have been 10, 12 points higher for sure because that one scene was just really, really cool. I, I really liked how that story was told. So that little section is my winner. Okay, okay. You kind of took mine, but... Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I, I have a couple more. So I, I could... Like I said, we, we, we kind of talked about it in Good Guys, but I like these other characters that we get. There's even like some cool 
you know, descriptions. Like, yeah, the guy she fights, like, that whole story was interesting. Talking about uh, the Justice's bodyguard. He's a native Hawaiian. Oh, that guy was great. Yeah. Like, that, Jeremiah. That was, that was, yeah, Jeremiah. Like, that oh, Jeremiah cool. is the free space bro. I forgot about him. <laughs> like, Chris Hardy does a good thing, like, of elevating these minor characters that, you know, it just adds a little more context, a little, a little more heft to a book when you make these characters. You fill them out a little bit more. You know, and the you you weren't vibing with the April Wool stuff. I I liked it, so you know I could give it to her. I, I could just give it to other you know side characters in the novel. Okay. So so it's a weak yeah. free space, but you, you know you the main one is the fact that like there's this there's a solid section of this book that is like hardcore ripping, and I was on this ride yeah. and I was like, all right, let's go, and then you know. It, it it was different. It just it took a different different thing toward the end. wasn't wasn't my cup of tea. I'm sure many of our listeners are going to enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. I would I would recommend this book. You know, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say not read it, but you know, it's I'm always in, interested to see what what Haley Chill is up to next. So absolutely, absolutely. That that's the real winner here is we got more Haley Chill. You know, all thriller readers win when there is more Haley Chill out in the universe. I think, though, wrapping it up there, I would like to do a little Chris Howdy rankings. Now that we've got essentially five books, four and a half, really, I think it'd be a little fun to to rank them. So what do you say we make that a patron special, a patron-only episode? You and I do a little chat ranking the four and a half Chris Howdy books that we have. Sounds good to me. You know, while we're at it, we can also maybe do like you said, his side characters are great. You know, top side characters, Haley Chill, or who would join Publius? You know, who would you want to see from right. another thriller join Publius? We'll do like an all Chris Howdy patron special, rank the books, and just talk about some other various topics in in the Howdy. Yes. Yeah. No, let's 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 definitely do that. I guess but before we go, just you kind of mentioned that you wanted to do this. Just give me like a, a two minute breakdown of what. What are you looking for in the next Haley Chill novel? Yeah, I, I said that earlier, and then I kind of went on to make my point anyway. I, I'm looking for Publius. I, I mean, right? Yeah. So that, that's what know, you want to say. We know what Haley can do. We want to see her do more of it. But she was almost at her best best when she had the living April, or you know, this relationship with Andrew Wild. There was a split second. I got to say, and I don't know if this was intentional, a split second where I wondered about him if he was the informant. I think it was the oh, moment Haley gives him the address of the hotel where, where Fisher is hiding out. Right. And, and Shaw says, is that a good idea? Yeah, yeah. It says, is that a good idea? And she doesn't essentially – vouch all that much for wild and then also we see the bad guys on the move <laughs> they're like heading there you know right, right, right. Uh, so i'm like we had a leak very few people know about this who's the leak and his he popped into my mind jack Carr did that to us um recently in the most recent book making us wonder if uh, a certain somebody is is leaking secrets or is, is dark i got i i was a little on edge there so i think we need andrew wild we need publius we need a behind the curtains of how they operate and what they're doing instead of just a side adventure on Hawaii, you know, is what this was. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I fully agree. And I can't and wait DC. to see. We need uh, more DC. We, we need more DC. Yeah. I can't wait to see, you know, where, where we go next. I, I think we've sort of turned the chapter on her emotional, um, you know, maybe that's obviously still going to be a t no, no one like gets over that, but I think, you know, she's conquered this this inner devil that she knows. And uh yeah, we're we're ready to, to turn the page and get get back into Publius. So what are, what are we talking about next time we, we get together, Mike? Oh, that's a good question. What do we have? Are we doing uh we gotta do a Brad Thor, right? A full black? We gotta do full black on the Brad Thor pod. I did put together that little graphic I sent you of our reading list for the rest of the year. So we will be publishing. Now that it is June, the, the midway point of 2023, we've got full black. We're going to go back to a little old school Kyle Mills. We said we wanted to read Fade before the release of Code Red. 
And believe it or not, just a month or so, we've got Ryan Steck's next book, Lethal Range, coming out. So we'd love to have him back on the pod and talk about his book number two. So we got a little Thor, Mills, Steck, and we're going to throw in some Don Bentley uh, all in advance of Code Red. And we have Brad, Brad Thor's new novel as well. Don't forget about that. Right. Deadfall. That's July. Deadfall. So that's, that's July. That's soon as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got Shoot, a, we got a jam pack. I also got a book in the mail today that I, even, I don't even know who the author is. So did you get this book? No. What is it? It's outside. It's on like on my porch. I I, I was opened it. My Patrick thought it was a a present for him, so he opened it and put it. He was disappointed. It was a book, so I I meant to text you about it. But yeah, we're getting sent uh, unsolicited arcs of like new authors that David wants oh, us to man. cover on on the on the pod. So oh boy, we're we're getting some steam. Hey Patrick, happy birth, happy seventh birthday. Here's uh, Order to Kill. <laughs> yeah, happy yeah, seventh exactly. birthday. Here's American Assassin. <laughs> exactly. We're reading the Hardy Boys right now, so ooh, classics, classics, very nice. Let me know it's when actually, you start the Hobbit. It's actually the Hardy Boys Junior. It's like one of the Hardy Boys has two kids that are like the Hardy Boys, so it's 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 funny, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and he, he can like read it because it's uh, a little more has more pictures, so yeah. Well, we need to thank our patrons, our special operator, Sherry F., our special agents, Daryl, Kevin, George, Matt, Don, Dennis, Peggy, Catherine, Ray, Bridget, Jeff, and Mark. Please subscribe, rate, and review using your favorite podcasting platform. You can find us online at thrillerpod.com or on Twitter and Instagram at thrillerpodcast. And as always, getting shit done. Dude, I love that line. Do you remember that line where it said, Haley Chill, her superpower was to get shit done? <laughs> That was classic, bro. I love that line. It's classic chill right there. Yeah. <laughs>